Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 108 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, simply sign up for your account by clicking on one of the ads or banners on the oneouter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at oneouter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash oneouter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on oneouter.com website and via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then the best thing to do is email questions at oneouter.com. You can tweet them or post them in the Facebook group as well. Alex, episode 108. It's the first time we are speaking in a few weeks. I've been away to Vegas for my brother's wedding and uh, quite a bit of gambling and stuff like that. So um, it's good to catch up with you again. The last few shows that went out were pre-recorded. So uh, this one's fresh and live even for us. So h- how's things? How's it all been? Well, uh, I got divorced. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. <laughs> but uh, Oh, we can talk about that now. Uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> you know, well, I, I, you know what, honestly, I just, the only reason I didn't bring it up is I, I didn't want people harassing my ex, you know, like, oh, what happened mm-hmm. or whatever, but. I, I think about it, the one outer listeners are actually pretty good people. They're not really likely to do that, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, uh, it, you know, and it wasn't like a bad thing. It was, you know, her and I are still good friends and uh, we're, we're friends on. Actually, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about it. I, I, but uh, it's one of those things like, it's not like it was heated, you know what I mean? Like we... yeah. It was more of a, uh, in like I'm not. It, it, that was kind of like half of what I was going through uh, at the time uh, that I kept, you know, alluding to uh, for like the last few months. But yeah, you know, she's you know she's a good girl, and we're still friends, and I'm still really good friends with the family. It just you know it's one of those situations like it, it's like it's like when you get dealt a bad hand in poker you know what I mean you're not really mad at the dealer you're not really mad at anyone it was one of those things like I don't really blame anyone it's it just happens you know what I mean it's it's life yeah exactly it's life yeah I kind of hijacked you got I'm sure you got a lot of things you want to talk about with your Vegas trip and I just hijacked you hardcore but no I mean I went through that so that was kind of like you know even though it wasn't like I've heard some divorce stories that were like just horrendous you know what I mean and I I, it wasn't anything like that but at the same time you know it's been really hard to work like the last I mean the last like three months have been pretty tough but like right around the time it was pretty uh it it was pretty tough you know what I mean it was just there there were just days I was sitting at my computer and like you know 20 minutes would go by and I'd be like what happened you know like I just I couldn't get it done, but yeah, you know, kind of, kind of coming out of that process and all that, you know what I mean? And trying to, 
you know, it, every day just trying to like call the family, you know, call her, make everything, make sure everything's well. I, it, yeah. I've heard it's supposed to be a lot worse than this, but it's, <laughs> it's still. I think I think your second time's easier. You're making you're making it sound like I, I've been divorced before, but like, <laughs> you know, no, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just weird, man. It's just life is life yeah. is tough, you know what I mean? And then, well, you did mention it. I mean, we've mentioned it. We've obviously spoke off the air and stuff, and you've also mentioned on the podcast to the listeners that you did have some personal problems and you would say what it was at the time. So it kind of like, you don't need to go into it all. You talk exactly. about it as much as you want, but it lets people know what was going on and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of like you guys. For Honestly, I wanted to be like, I, I, I don't want to talk about this because, you know, in the words of some guy, I can't remember. It was like, I have a private life that I like to keep private. But at the same time, I'm really just doing that so, like, if anybody wants to talk with me about that, I can tell you what, you know what I mean? Especially privately. There's a lot of things that, essentially, I did my research, and there was a lot of things It was like, if you do this, everything will go to hell, right? If you do this, everything will go to hell. And I just avoided all those things, and it turned a really bad situation into not you know not horrible like it was like it wasn't like gonna end my life you know what i mean like it was uh it was civil yeah yeah it was very civil so it was one of those things like if you you know if people want to talk to me about that i want them to know uh that they can do that and honestly the other reason i just i'm telling people is because i'm you know, it's hard when you, like, go on to, like, radio shows and they're like, happily married, Alexander Fitzgerald, you're just killing life, aren't you? And it's like, uh, <laughs> well, uh, no, not really. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things, like, everybody, <clears throat> there are been a, there have been a few people that have said some really crass comments and said some things to my ex and myself that I really did not appreciate. And... But the the weird thing is, like, a lot of people act like once you get divorced, like, you lose. I mean, they do this, too, with, like, poker coaching, you know what I mean? It's like, he made, like, with the myth of poker talent when it came out. I, by the way, I just got to hold that for the first time yesterday. I finally saw a copy, and that was a, that was a very weird moment, you know what I mean? Because I'm going through this, like, tough time in my life, but at the same time, I'm holding a book, and I'm like, you know, how many people talk about writing a book and I actually wrote one. And not not only that, one a publisher picked up and one that went to number one on Amazon, right, uh, in the poker section. Like, that's a pretty bizarre feeling, right? But I remember going through all the math and there's like, there's literally like thousands of, you know, calculations in that, uh, in, in that book. And I was thinking, there's got to be one or two in here that are wrong, right? You know what I mean? There's got to be something that slipped through the cracks, right? Or mm-hmm. like an alternate view. And it was funny to me, I was thinking, there's so many people that'll see that and go like, well, he obviously has no idea what he's talking about, right? And <laughs> it's like, well, that doesn't discount the other 99 times out of 100 I was right, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's one of those things, like, I, I have a few of my friends, they're like, well, actually, I mean, you probably know a lot of these people too, Barry. Like a lot of guys our age, they just, you know, they just watch porn and they, you know, they're not really, a, they're not really game for like trying to like meet anyone. And then they, uh, no. you know what I mean? Then they're like 32 and they've never, 
Like, I'd much rather go through what I went through and learn what I have learned as opposed to being the 32-year-old guy who had never had more than a three-month relationship. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, once that guy's like 35 and he, he had, you know, he marries and he has kids, like, I, then all this stuff, like, happens, like, right away. And, I mean, that was the other thing, you know, my wife and I, my ex-wife and I didn't have, like, kids uh, to decide about custody or anything, you know what I mean? I wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't going to put her through the ringer as far as the house and everything. So Yeah, it, you don't need to fight fight over who gets custody of little Maddox yeah, and the rest of the kids. Yeah, Maddox. Well, it's British. You might say Scottish, but not. Was that, was that not the name of... Uh, oh, the dog? No, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah. I thought you were just coming up with the most stereotypical British name ever. Like, I thought. No, like, no my dog. She's the wee guy that they adopted. Oh, and they, okay. Got like other, got, they got they're getting divorced recently as well. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, could you imagine that? No, 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 no. We don't have to fight over Basil Pottington. We're uh, <laughs> no, we're good. No, uh, I got the dog, so that was cool. But uh, other than that. I mean, I wanted the dogs, but yeah, that was, uh, no, I mean, everything's, uh, every, everything's cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, obviously when it was like really bad, I didn't really want to talk about it because when you're just emotional, you might say something you don't really want to say, you know what I mean? And then eventually I just realized this is a horrible situation for her. This is a horrible situation for that family. It's a horrible situation for my family. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. It's one of those things like there there was like there was a few times, man, these lawyers are like the worst people on earth, man. Like they're just, you know, they'll have you fight it out in court until both of you have nothing left and they have everything. Right. And, you know, there was a few things like, you know, maybe I feel like I want a little bit more or something. But like, you know, it, it was more like I just talked to my, you know, my ex and I was like, look, why don't we just. You know, like we handle this ourselves. Let's get the lawyers out of this and we'll, you know, we'll draw it up. And she did. And like, you know what I mean? I had to make some compromises, which fortunately I read about like what compromises you should probably want to make. And it was one of those things like like uh, material goods are, you know, obviously they're nice or you know what I mean? But at the same time, like your relationship with someone who you were with for like the better part of a decade, that means yeah. a lot too. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're really going to ruin that over a couch, you're pretty stupid. You know what I mean? Or what, mm-hmm. whatever. It wasn't a couch or anything, but like we got to the point, I was like, you know what? It, it's it's going to be pretty easy for me to make some money and get these things wherever I end yeah. up. So, you know what I mean? Uh, you just keep this. And then, you know, she was like, well, you know, if you're getting a place around here, just let me know. I, 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 you, you can take this, this and this. And you know, yeah. it was it was pretty civil. You know what I mean? It was uh, uh, and I'm really thankful for that. And it's been the, the weird thing is so many of my male friends are like, you know, oh, man, you got to get back out there. You know what I mean? You got to. You know, I'm like, dude, like that's the furthest thing from my mind right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Right now it's about getting the finances together and everything. But. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I, wa- I just wanted to tell you guys, because a lot of you guys kept writing me, you know, like, are you okay and everything. Yeah, I'm doing a lot, a lot better now. Uh, that was most, I mean, that was a lot of what was going on. 
that was kind of a byproduct of some other things that are going on, which I'm never, ever going to talk about, which not, not anybody did anything bad, just tough things in life. It was, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, we'll, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, that's stuff that really involves other people. So I'm not going to bring it up on air, but I just want you guys to know, like, I, I screw up too, you know what I mean? This is something obviously I didn't get done, you know what I mean? And it was a, it was pretty weird because I thought I was really just going to be married the rest of my life, you know what I mean? And then, but, you know, you get older, like we were, we met each other and are like, I was 21, you know what I mean? I'm almost, you know, I'm going to crossing, I'm, I'm approaching 30 here soon, you know, so a lot changes, you know what I mean? So it's uh life life is life you know what i mean man but yeah if you guys are ever going through that you want to talk about that you can uh i've learned quite a bit about it now so that's uh you uh you just let me know and i've learned a lot about the costa rican legal system as well which is essentially (laughs) do not let them control anything solve it on your own right and just have a judge sign off on it but yeah so Anyway, uh, what's good with you, man? Having some fights with air conditioning? That sounds tough. Well, yeah. Well, I was saying, I was going to be a positive about, like, my brother getting married and stuff. I don't want to, like, you know. So uh, we, we could have saved the divorce to the end. But um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, it is the Ask Alex show. And it is important that people know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, man, I'm, I'm all for marriage and people, like, you know, taking care of it, taking care of each other. You know what I mean? It's still, I've learned so much through this, you know what I mean? Through this process and being with my, uh, ex, you know what I mean? Like I'm a totally different person. So I'm real happy. People get all bitter afterwards. Like I'm real happy for your brother. How old is your brother? He's 30. 30. Yeah. It's a, it's probably, I think that's a little bit of a better age because you kind of know a little bit more of who you are. You know what I mean? How how old's his spouse? Uh, God, you put me on the spot. I think, <laughs> My bad. I think she might be twenty seven. Okay, 27. yeah, that's cool, man. Like that. How, good, how yeah. good for that, man? How good? So you have a good. She's younger. She's younger. You have a good time out there in one of my favorite cities on earth. Yeah, it was good. I mean, uh, we went out there for the week before they got there, and we stayed downtown um, for the first eight nights. I was going to say, it was, I thought it was seven, but it was the first eight nights we stayed downtown. And uh, Fremont Street, you know, was fun as usual. It was like just a big street party every night. But it kind of started getting a bit like, you know, wow, like, let's go up to the strip for a bit and stuff. Even though, right. you know, it was just like... Getting a bit like unless you're down there just degenerate and gambling, right, right. you know, you're like right. We've done this. I'm not like we were drinking and but we were buying these like frozen, you know, the pina coladas, like the massive <laughs> whatever fifty ounce or whatever it is, yeah, you know, yeah. crazy. So um, yeah, that was all fun, and uh, I I do like downtown Vegas, and we went up to the strip. And, um, yeah, funny story, uh, six years ago, 2010, the first time I ever went to Vegas, I stayed in Bellagio, and my girlfriend, who's my fiancé now, she said, stick uh, $20 on 20 on the roulette for me. Oh, so right. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, right, you know, like, okay, no problem. So I finished playing poker, went to do it, only had 10 change and then $100 bills, and I went, 
I could just 10 on. So I put $10 on it. This is six years ago. Bang, 20. First spin, $350 back. Oh, no. So it was, it was, it was funny. I, so I phoned my girlfriend. I'm like, here, that, that came in. That's her, That's the day she was born, 20th. Oh, and I, okay. she was like, oh, like, wow. You know, and I was like, yeah, I remember half it's mine. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so uh, yeah, we did that. And then this time we went up. So when we were on the strip for the first day, I think it was like after being in Vegas three days or something, we uh, decided to go up the strip for a bit. And I said, come on, we'll go to the Bellagio Fountains, you know, etc. do all that. She's never been. Oh, so we're cool. walking through the Bellagio. So I say, you know, let's go and see if we can find that roulette table in the same position and, like, do it again for a laugh. Yeah, you know, yeah, see if we yeah. Can again. So we walk past the poker room, go, and I find the exact table. I can remember exactly where it was. And so we walk up and I say, uh, $20 on 20 please. So the table uh, limits change. This is one of like the higher limit tables in the blood. It was like $25 minimum on a number. Oh, wow. Which is like quite a big bet for yes, like a, a, for a number bet. You know, it's usually yeah. like two, $2 or $5. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Some, somebody even a dollar. So anyway, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, 25 is fine, obviously. Yeah, 25 20 So I'm telling the guy, the croupier, like, you know, what happened the last time six years ago, and this is my fiancé and I were here, we're doing it for a while. So he's got the whole story in the spiel, so I've built it up, you know. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, well, it pays 8 7 5 If you win, then, you know, good luck. Come on, 20 whatever. He spins it. Bang, 20 Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's a Ridiculous. good Vegas story. That's awesome, Ridiculous. man. Ridiculous. That's so, so cool. Thanks for the upper limit, chap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my fiance is like, ah, screaming, you know, jumping. Like, oh, she doesn't bother. really gamble, gamble. But I'm just there, like, stone dead, like, Shocked at it. Yeah, like, no, the the odds I'm like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. You yeah, know? yeah, the odds. So she's like, I can't believe you were so cool like this and that. Like without, when I was like, well, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I can't exactly. Believe it. I'm, like, I'm bobsmacked. It's like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm sure I'm on mushrooms and a way to wake up or something. <laughs> you know? So um, we cash all that out, and the very next day, she's got a little bit of a, a bug for it. We're playing some blackjack. She doesn't really like that. She's losing like small at blackjack, like thirty, forty dollars. I said, "Come on, let's go. You're not enjoying this, you know." Yeah, yeah. So we walk over. There's like no point in doing it just for the sake of it, you know. Yeah, let's go exactly. and do something. So we walk past. We see a relative. I went, "Come on, let's go for a laugh. Ten dollars on twenty. Bang, hit it again. No so two out of two. No I swear, way. Alex. I oh swear. God. Right. It was just completely mind blowing, you know. That's so anyway, that was that time, and then. That was the last time we hit it on the holiday. The rest of the holiday, I think I put it on a couple of times and Joe put it on a couple of times as yeah, well. And we didn't hit it again, but that was, <laughs> ridic that was ridiculous. But anyway, uh, gambling-wise, I got, like, I never played slot machines since I was like, a <coughs> kid. Slots do nothing for me. But there, it was like a good way, you know, to get the cocktails and you're seated and you're relaxed. Right. And, you know, a bit of fun. I have never ran so good with gambling on, <laughs> like, generic Alex. These slots were like ATMs for me. And there's zero, <laughs> you know, the ones, in the, the ones in the UK have got, like, little holds and features and nudges. And there's certain times when, like, secret code thing, you know, flash and etc. You can get, like, a little bit of an edge. Right. If it's due to pay out, you can, you can like, maximize money in right. certain ways. 
but the Vegas ones are literally, you know, it's just start, 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 yeah, spin, spin. Exactly. You can't, you can't fuck it up. You know, you can't make a mistake. I was sticking in like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, bang, hundred. Sticking it in up to four hundred on that one, Easy. cashing it out and starting again. I hit the mega bucks one for six hundred odd dollars. Um, that night that we hit the eight seven five on the roulette. And then I hit another one for like four hundred odd. The jackpot was like Zero, ten million. Boy. So I'm like, let's play this for a laugh. If you're going to hit one, you know, let's go uh, for the ten million. And then the last night we went to see David Copperfield, you know, on your recommendation. Nice. And we came out that, which was an absolutely amazing show. I mean, I'll talk about that Thank in a minute. You, but yeah, we came, we came right out of David Copperfield and literally walked across the casino floor, and. I saw like a Megabucks machine. I was like, come on, we'll have a shot. Stuck $50 in, spinning it down to 30 I was waiting to cash. I was like, what am I doing? Bang, $1,080. Whoa! Like, just bang right in it. Once, I was like, holy shit. That was on the last night. So, yeah, I came back with a decent amount of dollars. Jesus. If I want to go again. It was, I have never run. I actually, it was getting ridiculous, Alex, how much oh, of a luck box fun. I was. It was like, my brother and his friend were playing it like together, like putting like a hundred dollars each on the slot and like getting drinks and spinning and like splitting their profit. Yeah. And they were like going, "Shit, I need to stick more money." And I just kept walking past them, going, "Another three hundred out of that one, hundred out of that." One. <laughs> <laughs> I I played this Titanic one like one sh- the first spin. Oh yeah, another like, Titanic one. Yeah. They were just ridiculous. It was it was good fun, but I ran way. Oh, just ridiculously good on the slot machine. That's awesome, it's man. Crazy. So that was that was fun. Um, that was really fun. Poker wise, I played in Binion's cash games. Oh, just cool. to see I played that, in Binion's. Uh, I lost. I was one two. I lost one eighty the first day, like playing like three four hours. Yeah. The game was like so good. It was ridiculous. I actually need to remember the story. There was a girl. I like value bet top pair on the river and she called me and it was like a $15 bet or something. I was like, fuck, I was like, ah, I've got a king. You know, it was like king I board. And she's like, oh, I got nothing. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, all right. She went, yeah, I was, I was bluffing, but she called, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, People say poker is dead, man. That's not Oh, that's, Alex, that's, that is one. I, mean, I made some little notes on my iPhone. Poker, I cannot believe. That's the first time I played in Vegas in four years. The first time I played live in, like, probably like two and a half, three years, something like that. Certainly yeah. can't. And I couldn't believe how good that game was. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And, and a couple of the players were, like, regulars speaking to the the dealers. You know, they were Binion's regulars. Like, yeah. just so, like, horrendous. Absolutely. Yeah. He, Honestly, horrendous. I mean, obviously they got lucky and I lost 180. But I was so chilled out and relaxed and laughing because I was just thinking about everything we spoke about and playing. And I was like, this is such a good game. And it's like unreal. It was unreal. Some of the shit I saw. Another thing I saw, like I went to play in the Golden Nugget and I did good that session. I, I think like I won the like casino, yeah. I won, yeah. I got some back that one. I won like four hundred and something. I mean, I, I ran quite good in that. But just to see, like, I made a couple of observations. I don't know what it is. Like again, we're not playing live so long, and then going and playing live, but having chatted to you very philosophically about poker, yeah. And obviously, the people that email in this show, you know, it kind of gets your mindset. 
still right, taking right. over. I have never seen like so many spoiled brats. And now this isn't, <laughs> this isn't this isn't a youth thing. This isn't me saying like twenty two year old guys with headphones. I'm talking about sixty year old men that feel entitled that they should win every hand or oh, yeah, man. Oh, explain yeah. to everyone why you know this one guy was on mega tilt, mega tilt. Yeah. It was hilarious. And he's calling off $60 pre-flop with 8 five, like, <laughs> hitting a little bit against my ace-king. Oh, and, uh, like, I got there on the turn, like, we got it all in, and I was like, you know, and he went, oh, you know, and he was making this big thing about, like, oh, you were, you know, I was ahead. I was like, yeah, but I was ahead pre-flop. I was just noising him up, you know, yeah, and, yeah. I, and then I just stopped. I was like, I'm just going to smile, you know, yeah, because yeah. this, I have never seen so many entitled, like, it really reminded me of, like, I'm happy I kind of don't, you know, I, I'm happy I don't play it for a living live like that. It right, was, right. I, I couldn't stomach that, like, all the time. Um, talking about, you know, like, if you get a hand and you think it's not the dealer's fault and stuff, that's true. But if you have to sit there and there's this guy that's probably, you know, he's from out of town, but he's American. So he's, he's traveling to Vegas. He's got disposable income to blow on poker and whatever. He's a bad player, so it's complete gambling. Yeah, you know, yeah. enjoying himself and whatever. But he gets so upset because some guy beats him in a hand. Or right. It was just... it's mind, I know it happens every day in poker tables and poker rooms, but to see it again, you know, up close and personal, oh, yeah, man. from, from being good. away from it, from so long, it's I was an like, insane asylum. Like sometimes, it, yeah, it, it really like, is. It really is. It's kind of like know? I grew up in that. Like I've been gambling since I was like 15 years old, you know. And I mean, I've been in card rooms most of my life, but even to me, it's bizarre sometimes. Because <laughs> to yeah. me, it's gambling. Gambling's funny. Like gambling's a. I love to gamble. Uh, I'm good at it, but it's gambling. You know what I mean? There's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to talk about people get all mad about their bad sessions. Like, man, I've had years where it goes against me, you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> this is just child's play to me, man. Like, you know what I mean? So it's uh, yeah. it's pretty... It's funny. It's fun, I though, also, isn't it? it? It was fun, and I did enjoy it, and I, that's what I was very pleased, if I don't say so myself, how I was playing, like, in terms of, like, handling any beats or right. outdraws. I was very, you know, philosophical and just going, eh, you know, like, whatever. You know, I, I'm playing the way I want to play. And, and don't get me wrong, it's it's different when you, it's not my income. So right, it's not, right, right. It's like, I'm not going, shit, that's a buy. And I'm going, oh, I'm in Vegas playing cash, but whatever. You know, it's like. It's really important even for, like, as you were saying that, I mean, I'm going to be, um, I, I still have, like, a formal residence here. And everything in Costa Rica, like I mean, things are things are pretty good, you know, for me here. Uh, but I, I think I'm going back to the states next year, uh, just to because that's the cheapest like live circuit to be on is the United States. Yeah. I mean, you have to pay the obscene taxes, but I don't really, you know, I mean, someone's got to pay for Beyonce to perform for the Obamas, you know what I mean? It's my civic duty, so <laughs> I gotta show, I gotta show up and do what I gotta do. No, but I mean, I, I don't know, like, the taxes are bad, but at the same time, you get in the action so much, you know what I mean, in the States, yeah. and it's like, people forget, like, there's card rooms in, like, Minnesota, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> like you think it's bad in Vegas, those are the most experienced players sometimes, you know what I mean, like, there's, 
a lot of places like Florida, uh, Minnesota, or like Portland or Oklahoma, like you, you will see some, or like, uh, you know, you will see some truly exceptional play, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was thinking, you know what, man, like, screw the BS, I, I gotta, hey, that's not the thought that went through my head, you can edit it, <laughs> but uh, I was like, you know what you got to do is just grab a thousand dollars and go to one, two. And you, you got to play till you're broke or till you, you have chips so high. You know what I mean? You have a hard time taking them to the cage. Cause like, this is my day to day. Like I, I go to the cage and I cash out, you know, like $60,000 for like a cash in like a deep tournament or something like that or 70,000 or whatever. I don't get to see any of that money. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, I'm yeah. grabbing it out of the cage and I'm like, you gotta, okay, you gotta, send it to this bank all right i'm gonna need a check for this bank and it's like this goes to taxes this goes to my investors this amount's gonna go to my expenses you know what i mean and uh it, you know and it goes to like my health insurance and my mortgage and da 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 right and uh it, it, it's not it's like you never even want anything you know what i mean so the, it is important to just sit down even if it's just one two and just I, I really believe you got to crush it or try to go broke once in a while. You know what I mean? And I mean, not try to go broke, but like, you know what I mean? You got to go in there. I think you had the really good philosophical point, which is just whatever happens, happens. It, it's gambling. You know what I mean? Half the fun yeah. of gambling is the potential you can lose. You know what I mean? Like walk on that edge. Like it's a better view from there. And it sounds like, and it sounds like you got to. sounds like you had a good time with that. Now, I mean, you got to do that. I said a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars is an amount. I could lose and it would not change my life. You know what I mean? I obviously I could do a lot of good things with a thousand dollars. I would not like to lose a thousand dollars, but I could afford to lose a thousand dollars. But it, I really think it's important just to, when you're a poker player, you get so like a professional, you were saying like, uh, you know, I imagine being a professional, it, it's much tougher. And yeah, it, the hardest part for me is the passion. You know what I mean? Like what you're saying just sounds intoxicating to me right now. You know what I mean? Just going out to play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just going out to play live and grind. You know what I mean? Because my job is so much like minutia and so much, you know, like, I, I mean, I had to go pay my health insurance yesterday. It was $350. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? The, all that st stuff like adds up, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like the car payments and all that. And it's really different, like, when you lose a pot and it's, like, 200 bucks, and it's like, oh, that's half the repairs on the car, you know what I mean, or something like that. But at some point, you've got to get out there and gamble. And I think, uh, I think if you're a professional, you've got to, like, you've got to minimize your expenses, like, as much as humanly possible. So it still is, like, you know, that game. Like, it's got to be a game. It's got to be fun, you know what I mean? It yeah, sounds like yeah. you got you – know, I also have to be around people like you and my students because you guys still feel that, and I can still feel that when I hear you guys talking about it. But if I, I'm hanging out with poker players, it's like, lol, stupid, you know, like in yeah, yeah. title breath. That's why I chill with Carlos all the time. Like, Carlos is like – I don't know. He looks like a kid in a candy store sometimes when he's a – He's like, well, he's I, met, so I met up with him in person. Oh, how'd you? You, got, you, guys had, you guys all have fun? That was good? Yeah, yeah. We met up in the Four Queens and we sat and drank fizzy juice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, he had, yeah, he had uh, Diet Coke and I was drinking the real stuff, the full fat stuff. Yeah. And we sat and spoke and honestly, the time flew by. I think we spoke for like three and a half hours and he had to go and be somewhere. And we just sat at the bar and chatted about, like, 
being your own boss, working for yourself, right? Poker, all the crossovers, life, um, you know, stuff like that. And uh, we just had a good joke and a good chat, and yeah, it was it was great fun. That's awesome. Uh, it was man. a really cool guy to meet up with him. Yeah, he's and, like, um, he's like, he didn't stalk you. <laughs> no, no, that's what I said. He's living the dream. He's living the he dream in Vegas. Man. He's in the van, and he's yeah. He was telling me about a nice little uh, cheap budget hotel, about forty minutes or an hour away, and stuff. And he's got a good good thing going there. But it's, uh, uh, touching on, I think what you said, like it sounds great to you and intoxicating and whatever. I think there's something about still Vegas just going and playing cards there that oh, yeah. that does that for oh, yeah. you know, like you say, going and going and playing um I, the thing with me poker, I mean I only played I played Binions and then I played the Golden Nugget twice, two sessions, and then I played in the Excalibur on the trip uh one <laughs> was, night. How was that? <laughs> that was all right. Was that okay. was good. Well last time yeah, I did the yeah. Excalibur, I thought it was gonna die from uh, smoke inhalation. I was like, Jesus Lord, is there a no smoking uh, part of this casino? And they said, it's been no smoking for two years. It was so <laughs> in the carpet. Like the the smoke was so in the carpet. It still smelled. It still smelled like somebody had been smoking there like 14 minutes before, right? It was. I was like, wow. And I guess they replaced the carpet or something. They were talking about doing it, but yeah. Yeah, I think they refurbished the whole place. Okay. They got new towers and a bit. No, it was good. The game was good. I mean, uh, there was plenty of action. I was thinking it was all going to... There was one guy from Hawaii who I spoke to about the podcast and stuff, actually. And he, oh, cool. He, he, he was checking out on his phone while I was there and stuff. Um, and uh, the game was good. There was lots of action. There was lots of guys drinking and just gambling oh, it up. Yeah, fun. I, I did well on that one, you know, and that's it. But... That was all the poker I played. I didn't play any tournaments. When I was there, I was with my fiance. There were some other family members there. I didn't want to go and sit and like play nine hours unless I was going to, you know, yeah, exactly. play nine hours and then bubble something. Oh, you should just, the yeah, exactly. set, you know, you just like yeah, whatever you're gonna have fun with, man. That's how we, that's how Vegas. Yeah, ca- cash cash was good and it was fun. Cash is but awesome. I, I met I met up with Carlos. Uh, that was good fun. I also met up with. Uh, Marco from Quad Jacks, who I used to, you know, oh, do man. Show and stuff a couple, day, of, back in the... couple of years ago. Yeah, so yeah. he's doing well for uh, anybody, you know, that uh, listens like him. And I also met up with uh, a guy who was on Quad Jacks as well. He was one of the hosts for one of the shows that they did. Uh, Eduardo Jackson, um, Swag Poker on Oh, yeah, Twitter. that dude. Yeah. yeah, and he's got something really interesting going on. I said I'd give him a shout-out when I got back. Uh, on the podcast because we always talk about movies and stuff he's involved in a startup that's uh they're on twitter it's called cinema draft and their twitter handle is at play cinema draft p-l-a-y cinema draft all one word and it's basically daily fantasy like football model but it's for the movies oh my god i'm yeah i said (laughs) i said that and so did he but i'm sure alex will want to get in this so I think there, I've, I've not really had a chance to properly look through it all since I got back yet. I mean, I'm still jet lagged. I've only been back two days, and it's brutal. Yeah. But um, you know, poor me. I was in Vegas for two weeks. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Oh, life's so tough. But um, this guy, uh, yeah. There's a free beta going on just now. Sign up and stuff. So check them out. Uh, oh, cinemadraft.co is the domain. So cinemadraft, cool. all one word. Co. 
So yeah, you pick. I think you get a budget or work the same as fantasy football. You pick certain stars, and he says there's some guys going into it like all these all the way, you know, checking for weather in certain areas for what the box office takes going to be and oh, shit. Wow. And it sounds quite interesting, so I'm going to check out and look at it. So. Um, Man, yeah, that, good luck, Tom. Like, I said it in my show. Fiction, man. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds tough. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. tough, man. Uh, um, who else did I? So I met up with Carlos. I met up with Marco. I met up with Eduardo. And that was kind of just like one of these moments. Like, all that came from the podcast. Me yeah, doing this. Uh, and and also being on Quad Jacks and these guys. And it's, you know, it's, it's a good community when you do make an effort to actually meet up with people in real life. And that's cool. Yeah, and me, me and Alex were joking, actually. Like, we've never actually met up in real life. You know, yeah, we've done over 100 met, episodes. So, so um, although I might be uh, in Vegas again next year, budget dependent. I'm going to be out uh, in Vegas a lot more. I'll make an effort to try to be around Vegas if you're going to be there. You know, Because my sister is getting married. You were just churning them up. My sister's <laughs> getting married. She's getting married there next May or June. I can't remember the exact date. Yeah. And I said to her, like, I'll need to check, you know, because that's, like, Ooh. quite soon after and stuff. Yeah. But I could make an excuse and go out there and yeah, turn man. it into... So I'm a professional slot player now. The myth yeah, of poker, uh, the why don't, you, why don't you take talent. all the money? Why don't you take all the money <laughs> you made and, yeah, just put it in the next trip? Yeah, you know, yeah, man, I'm happy for you. That's so fun, man. I'm happy. I, oh, David Copperfield. We got to talk about Oh, how was Copperfield, man? Yeah, yeah. That By the was, way, no, that... there will be no questions answered here. This is too serious of an episode. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, we'll get a question. No, we'll no, question. no, we won't. I've decided. I'm striking. I want to hear more about your Vegas trip. Now, anyhow, move, yeah. David Copperfield. Copperfield was absolutely amazing. That is I told you. I told you. Isn't he incredible? Full stop. Yeah. Isn't he yeah, incredible? Yeah. I saw Penn and Teller too, and Penn and Teller was cool, but like, there, there was a lot of no. social commentary, and I was like, look, buddy, I, I, I didn't pay you ninety five bucks. I took my uh, now my ex wife. I took my uh, took my wife at the time to that show, and I was like, dude, uh, my wife doesn't care about your politics. You know what I mean? I told her we're going to see a magician. You know what I yeah. mean? And I want to see something I can't see around the world and they did a few of those things but not really and then i saw david copperfield on my own and i was just kicking myself because it's incredible isn't it you know what i mean it's so good like did you have a, uh, you, you 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 and your girl have a good time yeah i mean I, we were deciding on the it was the we got the flight home monday morning so it was like saturday sunday like tail end of the trip and i said right what do you want to do i'm going to see david copperfield even if I need to go on my own. Right, right. So, are you into it? You want to do it? She went, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him. And, you know, I said, well, what about Penn and Teller? Do you want to see Penn and Teller as well? Because I've seen them, but I'll go see them again. Right, right. Because it was a good show, and they maybe got some other stuff or whatever. Right, you know, it was right. four years ago. And she said, well, to tell you the truth, I'm not really bothered about Penn and Teller because... I've seen a lot of their tricks on the TV. Right. And I says, well, yeah, it's pretty much their show. You know, it's like, right. and they're good. But I said, David Copperfield. And David Copperfield, I mean, that wasn't just a magic show. I, honestly, Alex, I don't know if it was the same show that you went to see or not, but... Was he riding a dinosaur at the end? Then uh, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was yeah. the same then. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, I was actually emotional... Yeah, I got emotional too. Like, I think I could have forced myself to to cry. Not forced myself. Let myself sort of like, 
go like just it was really uplifting, really motivational, yeah. really poignant, sad. Exactly. That that was a show in in the true essence exactly, of the word show. Exactly. You know, that, it was like that is Vegas. That is Vegas out of yeah shows like that because they need yeah exactly. No else on earth can you see a show like that. I no. I, I kind of it's real. I'm really happy you said that because I forgot because I remember. Kind of cra- because I felt like a kid again when I was there. I felt like, you know what I mean? Like I, I was actually sitting next to some kids and the seating, I, I felt like them because it was like, it was like the first time you saw like a Disney movie or something like that. You know what I mean? And you're like, uh, how did they yeah. do that? Right. And it was, you know, I, I'm, I was, I had a buddy growing up who was really into magic and he would show me how they do most of the tricks. And like when I was watching Penn and Teller, I could pick off a lot of the tricks and that really pissed me off because I was like, I, I was mad at myself. Right. Because I was like, I shouldn't know how this works. Right. But a few of them, I just felt like they were being lazy. Right. Like, Oh, this is a tried and true trick. Right. And, uh, it, with David Copperfield, like there was one I figured out, but everything else I was like, I have no idea how he pulled that yeah. off. Right. That was incredible. And then, yeah, I, no, you had a good time. I was. I, f- I found him to be very funny. Yeah, very, very genuine. Na- very naturally genuine and witty and self-depreciating. Like when you see him on his TV specials, he, like I joke. There's like that Alan Partridge show in the UK, and he he jokes when he says someone mentions David Copperfield. He goes, "Ooh, I'm an American." <laughs> and he, and, he, and, he, and he, he does this like magic hand thing. He goes, "Ooh, I'm an American." Like and, and that's why I used to think David Copperfield was, you know, like Jean-Michel Jarre fucking electronic out there music playing and him waving his hands slowly around in some like blonde assistant, you know, yeah, yeah. really old cheesy magic but in the show, his banter was great, yeah, his jokes yeah. were on point, he was working off the audience, different members, like funny stuff, and he was just genuine, a really classy yeah, performer, just a very showman, a real showman. He deserves that money. Like, I was like... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> thing, the thing that was amazing to me is, like, he said at the beginning of the show, he was like, we've never done this trick before, right? So... He, he didn't want to, like, finish the sentence, but he was like, if it messes up, like, I'm sorry, right? You know what I mean? And the look on his face when the trick finally worked out was, like, such intense relief, you know? And I was thinking, like, it still gets him. To this day, he still, you know, like, he still has to perform, you know what I mean? He still, and he looked like a kid, like, showing his parents something, like a drawing yeah. they did, you know what I mean? It was like three hundred. He's worth like three hundred million dollars or something like that, and he's still eight hundred million. Eight hundred. Jesus you Lord. Know, I yeah. Read, I was reading this interview about him. he's bought some uh, islands in the Bahamas and turned it into like a high end resort and stuff. Wow. And, and he's made. I, I sent you the email actually as well. You need to have a look at it. Oh wow. It's, it's all about. Uh, he's called it like David Cop- Copperfield Bay, Mushake or something like in the Bahamas. And he's going to make it all like secret passages and stuff in places. Oh my god! Like a, it's like like a David Copperfield for adult like place. It's oh like right, god. I gotta, gotta save up for that. Yeah, bucket list, <laughs> bucket yeah. list, dude. That's awesome, man. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, he really was. I can't. I don't want to tell anybody about the show in case um, they want to go and yeah. see it. You know, and it was just. 
Oh, I came out of it raving about it and thought, you know what, that was excellent, and I would go and see it again tomorrow, and I would go and take someone. And I'm glad, like you say, I'm, you know, my my girlfriend wasn't going to be coming to Vegas and stuff, but we managed to sort it out and get, you know, like she came with me, and I'm so glad because when you do share like something like that, like I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to have went and see it with my brother. He didn't go and see it, so if we go next time, I'm going to take him because. You want someone else there to sort of say, exactly. you know, how good that was. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling. Like, I was telling everybody about it after I went and people were like, <laughs> okay, Alex, like, it's just a magic show, right? You know, they're picturing, like, a magic show, like, at, like, their fourth grader's, like, birthday, you know what I mean? They're, you know, and here's, like, you know, 28-year-old Alex, like, jumping up and down, clapping his hands, and they're like, okay, Alex, you realize this is all a trick, right? Like, this isn't real, but, yeah, no. I, I, I love the whole put the smartphones in the black box thing and everything as well oh i love that yeah that was awesome that was so cool they should be in every show and like perform i genuinely think they should be i would love that i I would it it was although i was pretty happy i told so i was going to ron white because i was in vegas and a lot of crap was happening at home and i was not digging spending time in my hotel room if you want to be depressed there is nothing better than drinking hotel coffee in a crappy little gold coast hotel room you know what i mean (laughs) trying to get your work done i was like i'm going to ron white i'm like i'm talking to carlos like doing a thousand things right like carlos you want to go to ron white i'll treat you uh, you know i'll invite right he's like i'm cool on that i'm like great i bought the ticket then for you and he was like no i'm cool on that means i don't want to go damn it alex like you know like he was like i'm cool on that means i don't want to in the south in seattle i don't know what that means right like i'm cool on that means yeah that sounds good right so he ends up just going with me and i was like oh thank god he's got his cell phone if he gets bored because like if you want to get like tacky white humor you cannot do better than ron white right and i mean like they had a committee and i was thinking please lord do not make these because like obviously like carlos isn't into this right like but he was actually a really good sport and we had a good time right but like i'm like you know, like, Lord, please, like, don't give us, like, really lame-ass comedians, you know what I mean? Like, first guy goes up there, dude, like, cheesiest comedian you had ever heard in your life. Like, everything that's bad about old Vegas shows, right? Guy literally goes up there and it's like, how do you get a fat girl into bed? It's a piece of cake! <laughs> like, that was his joke. And then, like, Carlos looks at me, he's like, this is some bazooka joke crap, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, this is pretty, you know what I mean? But Ron White came out there and, you know, despite some disturbing jokes about ducks, he was, uh, he was funny, it was a cool time, but the worst part of that show, I was really wishing you were there, Barry, because it was like, the, after the show, they were like, we're having a free tequila party, right? He just launched some label of tequila. It's going to be free tequila for everyone, and this, uh, his new wife was going to be playing music, and I, neither Carlos or I drank, right? <laughs> so I was like, man, where the, you know, if Barry was here, he could drink all our free alcohol, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Barry, get in there, drink that tequila. We're, yeah. we're cheap people. Max we, value. Yeah, Max value. Yeah, we're yeah, cheap people. It. We don't want to see. That was the funniest thing we come in. They were like, this is Ron White's new rum. Would you like a shot? And like, Carlos is like, you got water? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they're, they're looking at us like, oh, my God. Like, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, we, we, we don't, you know, neither of us drank, right? Like, just, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, like, 
yeah, Carlos, I've never seen drink anything. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I'm, he's never had problems with it either. That, that dude, like, doesn't get enough credit. He just decided, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this, but he just decided he's never, it, like, he doesn't do that. You know what I mean? I don't think it was, like, a big decision. Like, you know, <laughs> it's something, like, white people always got to make it all, like, I, I, I'm sober, I'm a good person. It's like, yo, man, like, being sober and, like, not, you know, not slamming heroin while you drive your Honda Civic is, like, the bare minimum, dude. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the way you're supposed to do it is the way Carlos does, which is, like, he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't think about it. I don't think he, you know, he just, that's not something he does. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's the way he rolls. You know what I mean? That's his code. And like, that's a good, yeah. that's a cool way to do it. All right. I guess we can do one question. If, yeah, I think, I think we should do one question. Yeah, let's in fact, in fact, you know what? We're going to do the, this is the question we're going to do. All right. It, it's from Barry from Scotland. <laughs> Oh, this yeah? is it. I, I've got a note on my phone because this this was interesting to me. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, the dynamics of women playing okay. poker. I noticed that when I was playing live at a few tables, I noticed a lot more women playing the game this time. Yeah, it's cool. I and I thought there was a young girl that played in Binions. You know, I was playing with her. Very strange. New to the game. Called me with nothing. Jack High. You know, yeah. like. Just, I was laughing like I, I wish the Jack High had been good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, just, right. I, I'd have rather gave her my money. It would have been funny. It would have been a good story. But and then I played with this older woman in the Golden Nugget who was very strange. Every hand, she felt the need, like whether she lost a pot, whether she didn't call a bet, she just felt the need to go. Oh yeah, that's too much for me to call because of this <laughs> and this. Every hand. Like, if she didn't call, she felt the need to justify or play or talk, you know, like, very strange. But I was noticing her, she was, like, you know, playing, she wasn't just playing cards. When it, she was trying to play, like, I could sort of see, like, on the button, she was, like, knocking it up a bit, raising it up with, like, obviously less than premium. Because I three bet a few times and she folded and stuff. And yeah. So she wasn't just, like, a typical, like, absolute, like, when I played women before years ago, I used to just think, Right, they're playing proper hands, they're nets, or they're playing like pretty cards, big cards, or whatever. You know, like we we spoke about stereotyping before in poker. Right, right. So my thing, my thing, my question is, and since we're doing one question, I'm just back. It's going to be from me. Yeah. And it's going to be, what's your advice for playing with women in live cash games in situations like that? What's your sort of like? You know, but I I know it sounds slightly sexist, like we should no, maybe no, say no, no. I mean, just any any player, you know, any player. But I definitely think there is this dynamic, and I think some smart women players use it to their advantage, etc. Of how they're being perceived, etc. Right, right. You know, from men. So it was just the whole playing with women at a poker table. What are your thoughts? And like, you know, right, like, right. It's, it's weird. Um. Uh. Generally, I think. Well, I mean, in by the way, when we say. I usually joke like stereotyping for fun and profit uh, is what I say during like my webinars and stuff like that. But I mean, it's true. Like, okay, I'm like a six foot white dude with blue eyes. Who's never like, uh, you know, pretty, pretty well built. Like uh, I've never really had to deal with much in the United States. Right. Like people give me the benefit of the doubt people. And that is a way you should stereotype me. Right. 
it's something I've done a lot of the times at the poker table has been way too self-assured when I had no business being doing so. Right. And I've had a few guys like work me for that. Like, you know, like I think like David Shu saw right through that and got me to call off. He like, we'd never played before in his, our lives. And like, he bet like third pair versus me on the, I forget what it was. He bet third pair versus me, like three street. I'm not making this up like three streets. And I called on the river. He said, you know, I have a jack, right? And then he turned over his hand and he started grabbing his bet before I turned my hand over, right? He knew he like, I I mean, I didn't turn my hand over before I mucked my hand, right? He knew me. He knew I was too self-assured and too self-aware. And that was way, you know, I think that's one way he like profiled me and he took advantage of me. So I'm just letting you guys know this can go every way. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I, I think that's also, you, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you got to be aware of how other people think of stereotypes, right? And people, yeah, so anyway, uh, with women at the table, I mean, it, it, I think it's really hard to, like, give people, like, a overall category these days just because I think poker players have just become a more diverse lot. Whereas, you know, like, if a bunch of kids, like, enter poker at the same time, more or less they play a certain way, right? Like when I was coming up, like when I was playing home games in high school, like there was pretty much two categories. There were the white kids and the white kids kind of, you know, they piddled about, they limped in a lot. There was like one guy who could check raise and he destroyed all of us. Right. And uh, then there were the Asian kids and the Asian kids were psychos. Right. And they honestly, they were way better poker players. And uh, you know, that was pretty much the only two categories, but you know, after like five years of us like playing poker in different areas and growing up and stuff, I couldn't really do this categorically as well. And I think when you get to Vegas, the good thing about Vegas is you have a lot of people that play poker sometimes, you know what I mean? They're on vacation or something like that. Whereas, you know, maybe at a more entrenched card room, you, you might have to like keep a book on somebody and kind of yeah. realize what they're doing. Uh, I generally find women come in a couple different types. Uh, there's the women who just want to beat the boys and they've probably made a very good professional career and they've done a very good job of, you know, they've probably overcome quite a few things. And uh, those women play very like book smart poker. Right. And you, you have to be aware of that. They, but sometimes you can piss them off. Like, I mean, that's something like, honestly, for politically correctness, I shouldn't say, but you can like, uh, I, I find the best way to do it is just to be like way too nice and it, it, it try to make it look like I'm trying to be a gentleman because that's kind of annoying to like have a guy act like, oh, you know, OK, little lady. Right. But like a lot of those are pretty unflappable. You don't really get a lot out of them. And they're pretty like book smart is what I'd say. There's also uh, there, there's like this people discount like the social creature at the poker table right and this is for women and men people forget a lot of people play poker because they don't know where else to like talk to people you know what i mean they're like uh it's it's really you know it's a social thing right and there's a, a lot of men do this as well you know this is why when somebody yells at the retirees in vegas i like you can call me whatever you want. I, I, I don't care. I'm going to, you know, what I mean? I'm going to go home and still have the greatest life of anyone I know. Right. But I, I really do not take well when I hear like a 65 year old guy who, th- let's be honest, this is probably his way of being social. You know what I mean? I do not like it 
when they talk to them like that. You know what I mean? Because it, yeah, who knows what it's like for us? We have no idea what it's like to be 65. You know what I mean? And there are some, it, 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 you know, and getting out of the house is a good thing, but it, there are some women that are just social and, you know, that's kind of like their social meeting spot. Right. So they're kind of, and it sounds like this girl was kind of in that category, you know, she was there to like chat you up and all that. And I find versus them, if you shut them down by like being offensive are like rubbing their nose in it. Uh, like if you bluff them or something like that, they're just going to leave the game and that's awful for everyone. Right. And uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't think that's the way to go about it. However, if you kind of like chat them up, and, you know, just be friendly, you know what I mean? Be a cu- cu- decent person, right? And, I mean, this also, when you lose a hand, you can get value, you know what I mean? Just something you were saying uh, before we got cut off, you know, it was like, I hope you won with the jack high. It's like, that's exactly how you should be. You know, if they beat you like that, don't complain. Be like, wow, <laughs> nice, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I always, uh, I try to make a point. Anytime somebody calls me down and they, like, just kill me, they pick off one of my bluffs. I always try to – I make myself do this, like, handshake, pat on the back, nice hand, say that. Like, that, mm. that makes people feel good, you know what I mean? And that's what you want in a poker game. I, I, you know what I mean? And it, so that also, you know what that makes you – that makes you look like an adult, you know what I mm. mean? And then the, a lot of times, like, the dealer is going to remember that. And, like, the, you know, we have Dustin uh, – Dustin will confirm this. Like he's one of our dealers that, uh, uh, that writes into the show. He knows the guys that normally make a problem. And if there's a guy who doesn't make a problem normally, and then he brings something up, you're, you're going to give that guy the benefit of the doubt and be like, hold on, let's, let's pause the game. Let me hear this. You know what I mean? But if you're throwing a hissy fit all the time, you know, like no, it's going to be like the boy who cried wolf. Um, a lot of women, um, I'm trying to think it's kind of hard to give like, uh, there's also the, you know, you also got to realize probably the best spot for you is like the guy who uh, comes into the poker room and he wants to play poker, but his girl doesn't. I That's always so weird to me when the girl sits behind them when they're playing. Mm. Isn't that awkward to you? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm always like, she, you know what I mean? She, she should be a David Copperfield, dang it. You know what I mean? Like she, she. Uh, let me just say, I, I, nobody respects women more than me, Alex. <laughs> let me just say that on the record now. <laughs> Everybody, they weren't allowed to laugh. I heard, like I heard, they started laughing and the usher started yelling at them, right? Which was, like, but <laughs> Donald Trump, man. No, if you get one of the women who, you know, like they're just hanging out, waiting for their husband or boyfriend or something. They generally, you know, they're pretty risk averse, but, you know, they, they might splash around a bit. Uh, the serious, like, female poker pros are a lot of times, like, really aggressive is something I've noticed. Like, they really try to, like, smash you. And that's a pretty good strategy a lot of the time. You know, I, I feel like they kind of have to because a lot of men are still kind of, you know what I mean? They're still, they're still kind of chauvinistic pig or however you put it. And, uh, uh, you know what I mean? They kind of have to, they kind of have to learn to like overcome that. So you got to really be ready. Like I've done this a lot of times, like in a tournament, I've like, there was a girl I was playing with in the SHRPO 
like she didn't let go. Like she was fighting me like tooth and nail. And like I had to triple barrel bluff her and she put me through the grinder for like three minutes. Right. I was like literally sitting there. I was like pinching my temple because I was like, I don't get stressed during triple barrel bluffs. I usually know exactly what I'm doing, but she picked me off on the turn. Right. I didn't think she was calling me on the turn and she picked me off and like, I, it, it occurred to me, I have to jam. Right. And then, but like she put me in that goofy spot and that she like, you know, she spent like three minutes like studying me and like <laughs> questioning me. And then the way I think you can usually separate them is, you know what I mean? They, they're kind of the ones that want to be social. They're, they're, they're social, you know, they're talking a lot. Uh, whereas the ones that are really, they come to play, they're usually a little bit more, you know, they, I, I don't know. They're not like, they don't need to be talking, you know what I mean? And uh, the one that always throws me off is like, like a Trisha Cardner, I, I would imagine is super difficult to deal with because like very sweet, nice woman, but also knows her stuff when it comes to cards, right? Like that's, that always throws me off because in women, if you're listening, if you can do that, that throws a lot of the men off as well. Like, and I, and uh, because we, you know, it, there's a lot of people and men and women who come there to be social and we're probably thinking you're one of those. Uh, and then, you know, if you just check raise us randomly, it's like, huh? <laughs> like, I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, well, I was playing, there was this old woman like on one of the tables. She must've been like in her sixties, sweet, like very slim old woman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, and I was just, I honestly, I can't stop myself from turning into Donald Trump. I nearly, I know. like, I, I was joking with Alex what before it's like. <laughs> all these adverts and stuff that were on, and like the whole trip to my girlfriend, I was just acting like Donald Trump for a laugh with her. I was just, go, you're wrong, <laughs> you're wrong, <laughs> shut it, shut up. <laughs> and and I was just the way to say there when I was like about this old woman. She, she was a four. Uh, <laughs> she was a four, you know. But uh, no, like in all seriousness, it's she was like playing. Yeah, it's she all good. was. She was playing very like. I was like, I cannot. Put her on a range of call. You know, it was impossible because I was like, stereotypically, you're looking going, she's playing pretty tight, pretty solid, you know, like, she's playing ABC. And then I'm seeing her turn over, like, jacket suited and stuff. And no, she's right. playing it for, like, you know, she's maybe playing bingo and stuff, but for whatever way she's doing, you're like, you cannot put her on a hand, right, you know? Exactly. It's like, She's calling the second bear, this and that, and it's just like, right, what do you do? Do you just, like, fucking super tighten up against them or just, you know, feel out little bits in, in their, tight, like, betting patterns and stuff like that? Yeah. I really do think there's still a place for life tells with all that stuff, you oh, know? Exactly. I, I do, yeah. you know? There is, uh, that's probably one of the poorest parts of my game, but there's, the one that always helps me is when people, like, kind of slump. They usually don't like the situation when people, like, you know, kind of, you'll see like guys like kind of stretch out when things are going well. And uh, that's always a weird one to me because I, I've been watching like high rollers and you see like a guy like stretch out and like, you know, his, he fur furrows his brow upward and like lifts his head and like he's got aces. And I'm like, it can't be that easy, right? <laughs> like, there's got to be times that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, but it's really, oh, the Donald Trump. Dude, I was watching the election last night, like live tweeting it for a gas, right? And I was just like, I hate both of these options. Like, 
We have Hillary Clinton, who represents the administration that decided we were going to ship off, you know, two million two billion dollars in cash to the largest state sponsor of terror, and we have Donald Trump, who cannot score a point bringing that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have Donald. She had such a good line. She was like, "Just so you guys know, when the president gives the order to fire a nuclear weapon, it is a four-minute process." And uh-huh. every single one of us, every single American watching it, that was like, do we want Donald Trump to beat it? I know. I, I, I stayed up and watched it, and as a UK person, I thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's scary, right? You know, well, think of who he would be bombing. He would, he would let's say he gets, he gets into it with Putin because they got into an argument about whatever. <laughs> You know, oh, I, I saw the ads when I was in Vegas, and it was like, oh God. that's one thing that I got about American TV, it's like, the ads are crazy, it was like, uh, uh, know, Donald Trump, it's like, I love war, I love this, you know, like, get him out of here, yeah. get him out of here, and it was like, approved by Hillary Clinton, and then the next one was like, crooked Hillary. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, there was even like, these local guys I've never heard of, but now I know them, and I was joking with Marco about it, I was like, you know, it comes on, it's like, Danny Tarkanian for Nevada. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, he took $17 million from this and never used it for that. Yeah, yeah. Congress don't want you to know it, but Danny Tarkanian, bad for Nevada or something. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And like, every second advert was the next guy going, this guy's bad for Nevada. What's it? And there was Danny Tarkin, and then it's all the ambulance chasing lawyers and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Have you been injured? And Stay this at and home, that. we'll get you, you know. a check. You don't ever work. Yeah, I mean, like Viagra. Have you had problems with this and that? Yeah, yeah. Doing oh, dude, 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 that's it. I don't even mind Viagra. Like, if people want to, you know what I mean? If they need that, they need that, you know. If they got like, to get like back up on the horse, as it were. Sorry, yeah. but, uh, sorry. What was that? It was like it was like Better Call Saul. You know, all the billboards. Yeah, and, yeah. It was exactly like it. Well, dude, uh, you don't even. Dude, I don't know if you saw the ads for this, but like the, are you constipated because you're constantly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Codone. It's like people don't say oxycodone. Oxycodone is uh, synthetic heroin. You know what I mean? And they're trying to. The drug companies in the United States had this huge campaign. Uh, a little place called Purdue. I think it was like Purdue Medical Labs or whatever, who brought, whoever brought on a Oxycontin, right? They had this whole thing where they had this whole campaign where they told all these doctors, there's a 1% chance of addiction. I mean, this is like, and the fact this got through, you know what I mean? And they started like making these pill mills all over the country, right? It, this is absurd. Like, remember, like, I, I don't know, like, Remember our parents telling us, like, yeah, when cocaine came out of the scene, they told us it was non-addictive, and we just laugh our asses off. That's going on right now with Oxycontin, you know what I mean? Like, and these people... Alex, it was every second ad. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. it, was, it was... There was pills for everything on every pills second ad. It yeah. was like, yeah, you know, constipation, like you say. 50% of Americans take prescription medications. Asthma, yeah. depression. And then I love at the end, it, well, obviously legality, it comes up, and then it's like, Please note, you I, I taken more of this over this time and that might cause sudden death. You know, like uh, if you experience like your head swelling to the size of a fucking watermelon, like, <laughs> please, please seek medical attention. Or and you're like, that's the symptom. It was like one for asthma. And it was like, please note, initial symptoms may like uh, you know get worse, and you probably have trouble breathing. If this persists, yeah, go and yeah, seek yeah. your physician. Oh, I was like, oh my god, it is a medicated ambulance 
fucking Jason Nation. I love I love America. I, I, I love America too, man. But we're the but there is violent people on earth. We're the sickest, like, most violent people on earth. I, I I don't care what anyone says. I'm American. I can tell you, we're sick. Okay, like we're some of the the scariest thing is we lead the world in a lot of things. Here, here here's the thing, like uh, psychiatric health in the United States. Like if you go to the hospital in the United States and say I want to kill myself, somebody will help you. Right. Like somebody will they will help you and they will do a lot of things for free. Uh, That being said, that needs to happen. We do that so much in America. I was reading an article the other day that sometimes they people spend like two days uh, waiting to like get a bed in a psychiatric clinic. You know what I mean? And it's like a lot of parts of the world are worse, but they don't have as many psychiatric patients because, you know, they're not taking seven, eight medications and then drink. Do you, have you ever noticed how much Americans drink? Like, yeah. it, like we drink a lot. You know what I mean? Like, when, when I'm in Costa Rica, I tell people I don't drink, right? And, like, uh, I got nothing against anybody drinking. I love being at poker tables where a bunch of people are drinking. Everybody's having fun. I have nothing wrong with that. As long as nobody's being stupid and, like, spanking some other girl's ass or so, You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool with that. But in America... Or grabbing them by the... Yeah, grab, <laughs> grab them by the feet. Yeah. Uh, I made a comic, by the way. Did you see my comic? I spent no. I spent thirty dollars to make a comic. I'm gonna, All right. I'm gonna. It was about this presidential election season. I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna put it in the show notes. And okay. uh, yeah, I I hired a Ukrainian kid, but yeah, that was one of the lines featured. Which yeah, man, I don't. Uh, I love America. See, this is the problem with Donald Trump talking about releasing jobs to Ukraine and China. <laughs> <laughs> He has like one, he's a, I, I made a joke the other day. I was like, Donald Trump's that one fool who always has the same eight bars in the cipher. You know what I mean? Like, man, you need to get some new lines, man. Like, this is getting, well, like, uh, Hillary's been there for 30 years and she's not done it. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea of Hillary Clinton with her executive action from the Senate can just wipe out. The funniest thing is like, Americans are really nice people. Have you noticed that too? Like, a lot of Americans are really nice people but we're just messed up in some weird way you know we're really loud a lot of us are pretty nice people but if you push us we can become some of the worst people on earth you know what i mean and then i don't know like being an american is so weird at this stage you know what i mean it's like this must be how being a roman felt like near the end you know what i mean like just watching the state go dive into debauchery you know what i mean like when you turn on the television it's a really Good reflection. Adam Carolla always makes this point. Like, if you used to watch the TV like 20, 30 years ago in America, it was like, what are you doing on the couch at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday? You need to get working. Uh, you should start your career in trucking. I'm, and I should know about trucking. I'm Debbie Dotson, right? And it's like, okay, I don't know who Debbie Dotson is, but apparently she knows about trucking, right? <laughs> and it's like, these days, it's like, hey, sit on your ass. We'll get you a check. You know what I mean? Can you, yeah. can you not crap because you're taking a lot of synthetic heroin? Well, we got a new medication <laughs> for this. And, and here's Dr. Phil. To like oh, talk Dr. About Phil. I love Dr. Phil. I'm calling Dr. bull on your bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you watch Dr. Phil? Uh, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a few things of his before, but um, as I say, it's, I, I think the whole thing is, it's just like you say, it's like almost a crossroads, and I don't see either option being a positive for America. You know, yeah, it's no, like we're, we're not. Uh, I'm voting. I'm voting. Situation. I uh, one of the worst days of my life 
Uh, like, literally, this was one of the worst days of my life the other day that turned into a really good day was I thought I was a Florida voter. Florida's a swing state, right? So if I throw my third party, you know, if I vote third party, I don't know if you guys know how it works in the United States, but essentially states, like a state will go with a certain candidate, make it a certain number of votes, right? So if you vote Republican in a very, like if you vote Republican in Washington state, like your vote is going to turn into nothing, right? Because Washington is just going to vote liberally every single time. Right? Yeah, so it's like a dead... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a dead, dead vote. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. So you can symbolically vote Republican if you believe that's the right thing, or you can symbolically vote for a third party, which was what I was going to do. And uh, But then I, my forwarding address has been in Florida for five years, and there was a long time I thought it was a Florida voter. I, it dawned on me one day, I'm not a Washington State voter, I thought, right? Well, anyway, I did a lot of research, and I thought I was going to have to vote for Trump or Hillary, and that was one of the... Because here's my problem, like, Trump... Uh, Trump might just fire a nuke at the Philippines because, you know, Rodrigo pissed him off with flipping him off or something like that, right? And my problem with Hillary Clinton is uh, I'm not going to get into my abortion views, but she supports abortion at any point. I'm like, that to me is getting really close to, like, China. China, you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, should you be able to abort a child if it's a girl? Because that's yeah. what you're saying. You know what I mean? You're saying that's all right. You're saying you can abort a child for any reason. Now, abortion, my views on abortion notwithstanding, I think there should have to be a reason. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think we can all agree, like, if there's a good reason, you know, if it's going to hurt the health of the mother, you know what I mean? Like, if the mother could possibly die, go ahead and do it, right? And I think we can agree if you're going to abort your child because, you know, oh, crap, I wanted uh you know, I, I wanted a boy, not a girl. We can all agree that's pretty heinous, right? Uh, she's not for that. She's for any anything you want. You know what I mean? And to to me, that's uh, that's pretty insane. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm a, I'm not a, you know what I mean? Like, you guys all know me. I hate both sides of most everything, right? I don't care about pot. I don't care about gay marriage. I don't care about a lot of this stuff. I don't even mind paying. A lot of my taxes, because it goes to good things, you know what I mean? Even though, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty conservative, but I don't mind paying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind paying, like, my serious taxes, because the states does do a lot of good things for a lot of people, and I, I think that's kind of cool. This is one where I was like, that is nuts, right? <laughs> like, I was like, this is insane. And I was like, well, I don't want to vote for either of these people, right? But at the same time, if you don't vote for either, you, you tell your grandkids, like, uh, yeah, daddy couldn't make a decision, so he just sat out and let, you know, Trump get elected, right? Yeah, you've got to vote for whatever. You, you've got to vote. Yeah, no you got to vote. vote. Well, anyway, I found out I'm a Washington state voter, which means I, I'm never voting Democratic ever. Uh, those, if you guys want to read, it's a super biased book. And it, but just, I mean, it's called Hillary's America by Dinesh D'Souza. A lot of, he says some heinously stupid things in that book. I just want you to know, I just can't think of a better book right now. But most of what he says about the Democratic Party is true. The Democratic Party was the party of slavery. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan, those were all Democrats. Uh, you know, during the, Emancipa the Emancipation Proclamation was in the 1860s. Uh, that that was you, you know it, it, that that was what abolished slavery, and it wasn't until the 1950s 
a lot of, you know, uh, African-Americans got the rights they were deserved. Now, why was that? Well, a lot of Democrats went back and established a lot of the things that are really... By the way, uh, the Republicans are reprehensible as well. I just want you to know I hate both parties for a reason, and that's about... That's the only book I can think of, like, off the top of my head that could tell you a lot about the Democratic Party. And, uh, but a- anyway, uh, I- I'm not voting Democratic because I, I just, I-, I really hate a lot of the things uh, that have been done over the last eight years. I-, I mean, the world's in flames, and I think a lot of that is the United States' fault. Uh, and I-, I think that's, and we-, we did it, you know what I mean? Amer- by the way, Americans voted yeah, Obama didn't lie to us. He said, I'm a non, I'm non-intervention. You know, that's his values. And I mean, you know what I mean? That's his values. He's, you know what I mean? He, do, he doesn't believe in intervention. And we voted for him. So we have no one to blame but ourselves because Obama didn't lie to anyone. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of Republicans just bold-faced lie about certain things. You know what I mean? But a- anyway, I found out, you know, my c- vote counts for nothing because I'm not voting for Democrats. So I'm voting Libertarian, even though... I think Gary Johnson is a complete dumbass. Uh, if I actually thought he was going to become president, I would not vote. Uh, but obviously, there's no chance of that happening. And I'm just trying to bolster a third party. I would if I voted for the Green Party too, even though I think they're ridiculous. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I would think that would be more beneficial too than voting Republican. You know what I mean? Just because it's like, look, we have support for these people, right? And then hopefully, you know, eventually. It can happen in Costa Rica for like uh, more than a century. They only had two parties that ever won the presidency. They just had a third party win the presidency for the first time. And uh, well, obviously they all hate the guy. Now, you know, like three weeks later, this is, this is what I like about Costa Rica. They get all uppity about politics for three weeks during the election season. A guy gets voted in. They realize it's all the same crap two months in, and then everybody goes back to their business. Nobody goes, how dare you vote for this person, or how dare you vote for that? You know, they just don't care. They make jokes about it all the time. They realize all these politicians are crooked. You know what I mean? All these people, and the, the ad, I, I'm sorry, I'm really on my soapbox now, but this is really important. The thing that took me a really long time to understand, and this is going to kind of spoil the quote-unquote punchline of the comic uh, that I, I wrote, was, you know, these people who were educated in the finest universities and could have gone to the private sector, and literally some of them could have made hundreds of millions of dollars, decided not to do that, to seek power. Now, what kind of person does that? You know what I mean? I mean, think about that. That is a certain type of person. Like, I literally think we could grab Barry Chalmers and make him president of the United States and he'd do a better job than most, you know what I mean? Like, than most people who have run. Like, I really Uh, think that. Uh, Barry for president. But I mean, no, I mean. You think Trump's bad. (laughs) Yeah, you think Trump's bad. Wait till you should just go out and do impressions, you know what I mean? (laughs) The entire time. Wrong. (laughs) How is this guy? I mean, I just, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't begrudge anyone who votes whatever. I understand if you want to vote Hillary. Uh, a lot of my friends who are Christian, they're really, they really hate Hillary for the abortion issue, and they're voting Trump in a swing state. I, I can't imagine how that must feel. Uh, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, whatever you got to do, you got to do. And I'll still, I'll, I'll respect, I think that's a very personal decision, whatever you make. But God, this is such a, it's such you know a it horrible is? moment in just, history. Just remind everyone yourself, I genuinely deep down believe 
it doesn't matter who gets in. I don't think it will affect your individual lives. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't. It's it's all like it's all a charades, really. It and, really is. And that's not that's not me being a conspiracy theorist. No, I true. just mean I just mean it's so up there. It's so macro that right. if you're if you're working hard in your own life and going like it really doesn't affect you well, know I, it's not you know I used to think not, that Barry, but here's the thing: Obama expanded the executive power of the United States quite a bit. And that means, like, unilaterally, Donald Trump could do whatever he wanted. Now, I think if Hillary Clinton gets in, it's going to be the same crap, as always. Your taxes will go up ever so slightly. We'll, we'll very slowly go, go towards possible collapse, right? But not a whole lot's going to change, right? It's still going to be the United States. It's still a good place to do business. Do- Donald Trump, if he has a lot of power and he's really wants to show people what he's made of, he could do that. Now, I would kind of hope if he got into office, he would just do nothing. He'd just go play video games for eight, you know, four years or whatever it is, right? And then, you know, just get his speaking fees of $250,000 a pop after he's done. But I, I, I hope he's in it for the money. But yeah, no, I mean, I've taught, this is something that's interesting. I've taught a lot of like people, uh, you know, like billionaires like to play poker too. You know what I mean? And they, they read up about it. And I've taught a lot of very wealthy people how to play poker. And every single time, I've always asked this just out of curiosity. I'm like, who runs the world? Is it the guys we see? Every single one of them says no. Every single one of them says you, the people who run the world. He's like, it's not a vast conspiracy, but there's a lot of people that have more clout than you could ever realize. And yeah. the, those are a lot of the people that like, run the game you know what i mean and that's that always has been like i've always i've never really hated obama because uh he's done he's tried to do a lot of good things for the united states i get the idea he really cares i just think i, I really I, I believe his politics are flawed just based on what i've read about history right i don't think he means anything ill for for americans right like i just i i just and he seems like a good guy i mean like if you heard something like, you know, Obama, you know, was cheating with some other woman, I, I, it'd be like the weirdest thing you ever heard, right? It's like, what? Obama? You know what I mean? Like, but like, at the same time, like, I always got the idea, I don't think this guy run, gets to do a lot of what he wants, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know... Well, he, I think that's the American system. Really, yeah, exactly. It? It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's lamed up presidents and he's, what is he really, his hands have been tied. That's the whole argument. Right, the, exactly. And I mean, yeah. well, classically they've been tied. Well, that was what was so frightening about the Obama administration is they could do some things that were, I mean, there was a lot of stuff like the IRS, like our, the, the tax revenue service was just targeting conservative groups like across the board and like you know what i mean like that's some that's some like uh that's some soviet stuff right there you know what i mean like when i heard about that i was like no you know what i mean no way they wouldn't be that dumb and then i'm like reading into it oh okay cool are like we're we're showing up to iran in the dark of night to pay them billions of dollars it's like uh, they're fighting a proxy war with a lot of our allies in Yemen. And, uh, oh boy, uh, this is going to be bad uh, when they find out about that, right? And, uh, 
And anyway, I don't know, man. It's a okay, it's Alex. A mess. Uh, sorry, you you fight your two minutes. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm done. Senator, for I was just, I was just, I was just wrapping it up. I was just. No, they like the, they, they, you know, they do that in the debate, isn't it? You, sorry, sorry. You, you know, sorry. you fight your two minutes. You fight your. Two yeah, minutes. yeah, exactly. No. And Donald Trump's like, no, she had thirty seconds. Left. I know. <laughs> Isn't he, isn't he amazing? Okay, she went two minutes over and you didn't say anything. All right, he's fair. It's three versus one. Yeah, yeah it's uh, oh gosh, we're screwed. All right, well, this episode has been uh, Alex um, talked about his personal life. Yeah. Uh, just for a recap, and uh, I talked about my personal life. Yeah. Uh, trip to Vegas, and then we talked about women dynamics of women at the poker table, and then we talked about the American election. So we'll I'll call all it enjoy something it. like that. It's the election special. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's me and Alex back into the groove recording the podcast again live every Thursday. Uh, well, as live on the, in the sense that it's on that day. And uh, I'll get this one out later tonight. Nothing but so, questions next week, guys. Next week, we'll yeah. do that. Actually, one of the questions that were sent in was a mention about how episode 105 was one of their favorite episodes of all time. And that was the one where we were just speaking about being your own boss and doing right. you know, working awesome. for yourself. And that was literally one question the whole show. So, yeah, I mean, next week we'll, we'll hammer Alex in his uh, poker stove stuff and maths and plug him into the Matrix. But yeah. uh, he's unplugged this week, and I'm just back. And I just, I'm actually going away to go and get some sleep before I actually edit this and put it up because I am shattered. Um, I'm still on, like, America time. Right. And uh, very, very tired. And right, I'm not feeling right. too great either. You know, but... Um, so it could be worse. I could be American. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Keep your questions coming in for Alex week. As Alex mentioned, we are going to get lots of questions answered next week. I promise. Um, unless something major happens in the political race, which it might do in a week. Uh, yeah. You know, weeks. Weeks a long time. Uh, so some even more emails can come out, or Donald Trump can leave his mic on again, or something. <laughs> you know, it could happen. And it'll be good fun. Um, so, Alex, how can people get in touch with you for private coaching, your webinars, and all your other good stuff? Sign up for the newsletter at uh, just go to pokeredrush.com and sign up for the newsletter there. And uh, Alex at pokeredrush.com. We actually have a, I'm not doing private lessons right now, but we are doing a, we're doing live poker 101, and you can still join up. Uh, even if you've missed the first couple uh, classes, uh, you can just get recordings of them and catch up. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're doing that, and everybody seems to really be enjoying that. We're getting a lot of people signing up. Uh, if you want more details about that, just go ahead and write me at alex at pokerheadrush.com. And, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Check out pokerheadrush.com to see my blog. Okay. And until next week, thanks for listening. And um, I, I was I was maybe going to play us out with some presidential music there, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a laughing matter. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing being is uh, Alec Baldwin's Donald Trump impression. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty money. That is, that is just amazing. He should Boy. get an Oscar. Run, run, idiot. It's just Correct. so, it's him. It's, yeah, it's him. him, man. He does the first oh, one. Go watch that. 
Uh, YouTube, uh, Alec Baldwin, Saturday Night Live, if you've not seen it, is so good. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, check out uh, Eduardo from Quadjacks Old Host, uh, Swag Poker on Twitter, Play Cinema Draft. Uh, check, Google it and check it out. It's in beta testing just now. And uh, I know lots of people that are interested in the movies and stuff that want to check that out. Uh, okay, thanks for listening. Keep your questions coming in for Alex for next week, and we will see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three player online poker set and go. You pick the buy in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.